Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and Sigilite whoa. of FLG. Whoa, whoa, that's a new term. All right. Well, you know, I thought it was appropriate. You know, the Emperor Reese has retired to the Golden Reese throne, <laughs> and uh, that leaves you as uh, his authority. Uh, so I figured we'll call you the Sigilite of FLG. All right. Well, I appreciate um, it. Seth the Mad Doc, our competitive correspondent. Yes. But you see, that just you. that just seems more official. Sigilite just that seems like royal here. I'm just I'm just I'm just a guy in the industry that kind of knows a few things. But and and that's all the Sigilite was. He was just a guy helping out the Emperor. <laughs> just a guy helping the him out. The problem is Sigilite. That's like. I don't. I don't think. Do most people know what that means? Like, is that a, that's not a common. If you're watching this show, I think you know what Sigilite <laughs> right, means. Right, fair, fair. I'll take like, it. if you put that on a business card and handed that out, I don't <laughs> think you're going to get a lot of lot of knowledge. But, but this show, like, chat. Do go. you know what a Sigilite is? I I, I kind of want a frontline gaming business card now that that says that exact same thing. You know, Sigilite. Well, all right. Also, like, kicker. What have you been up to? Well, guys, I have been uh, kicking it into holiday gear. I think uh, I've I've always thought this. Halloween is really just tailgating for the holidays. So I'm like I'm full throttle holiday mode right now uh yeah. with that said i've already been buying myself early christmas presents uh, more orcs more models more stuff to paint and so can many we bring up my, my hobby uh, progress there we go oh is that gorgeous yes I've been yeah, working. They are. i love those man thank you those man. Great. I, uh, if you are not watching, squigs if you're just listening to us you should be watching us every wednesday live you can see my beautiful hobby progress right now i've painted three uh knobs on smash the squigs and they are gorgeous i kind of think it was my my creamsicle team because they're all like yeah. orange you know color orange and white colored so creamsicle yeah anyway they're a lot of fun what about you seth what have you been up to man um you know i uh i had to take some time off last week to to see some family for some some kind of emergency issues but that's all been handled so we're doing good there um i I may have succumbed, folks, to the speed wog. Um, so oh, I, no, no. I, to be fair, no. like in my defense, I have like over 10,000 points of orcs painted as free Buddhas. <laughs> I have like 95% of a speed wog list already built and painted from years ago. And so I literally had to buy and build one plane. Um, so I've been working on that, trying to get ready for, um, for an event. I did a Actually, I guess I haven't been on since yeah. I made a display board, um, but I made a display board to go with, go with a different army. And then I was like, well, I want to do speed walk instead. So, um, <laughs> oh. yeah, so I've I, and and I also, you know, I've made a made a, a, a nice uh, Carcaridon's chain axe uh, there oh, modeled by a... my lovely chain axe of a wife. Dude, you made that yourself? Um, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So um, finished building that. Um, and I have been authorized by the offices of Shelbert to update everyone on what's been going on <laughs> yes, with her. Yes, people need an update. Yes, uh, so Shelby is currently going through a job change and moving to Atlanta. Um, so that's kind of taken up a lot of her time. And then um, smartly or unsmartly has also continued to work at her old job full-time as well, oh, wow. at least through the end of November. So she's working two full-time jobs and moving during the month of November wow. to a different city. So um, that's kind of eaten up all of her time. So that's kind of where she's been folks. So hopefully when she gets through that uh, and she can, she can rejoin us down the line. So expect to see her once she gets, uh, gets through all that and life gets settled down. But now that that's all been dealt with, Kicker, take us into the industry news. All right, guys. Well, we have some new products this week. Nothing too crazy. The one thing that I really I, I have to talk about, though, is the really cool Christmas holiday. We got to say holiday, even though he's wearing a Santa Claus hat, I think. The, the, the Christmas holiday winter special model, the Red Gobbo. It's a, it's, a, it's a little goblin riding a squig. You know, the squig's got antlers. It's it's 
so much fun. They've been yeah. doing this every year. It's, I'm sure, Seth, you've gotten every single one of these, right? I'm sure you do. Well, they've only done one Red Gobbo like Christmas. You're month, right. You're and right. I've got that one. Did you, did you have but... the dwarf? I think they did dwarfs previously, right? No, I didn't do those previously. Okay, yeah, you're, you're not a dwarf guy. Okay, you're just 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 yeah. goblin. Well, it, what's cool? So they got this cool Red Gobbo, right? Writing the, it's yep. a holiday only special, you know, model, which was probably going to only be released this year. And if you want it, you got to get it because it's going to be gone. And you'll never get it again. But they're also doing a, a book, a Red Gobbo book, which I'm I'm legitimately yep. excited for, just because I've always kind of been the guy to like root for the grots. I always thought they were like the cool kids. So to have you've got to read the Gasgall book because it's told by Makari's perspective. Uh, really, I did not know yes. that. Okay, done. I uh, have it. Add, adding have it, it to my cart now to read. Yep. Very cool. Um. So yeah, and then they've also got the 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 more plush, more plush, you know, GW figures yep. coming out, which is which is which is fun. I'm all for plush. I actually think that there's a bigger market for plush, you know, GW you know, licensed stuff than there are yeah. action figures. I, I don't I mean, I would get my kid. I mean, I'd probably buy him an action figure, too. But like getting him a little stuffed animal, you know, squig is something that's way more uh, it makes way more sense to me than getting him an action figure at this point. But uh, yeah. yeah, did you buy did you buy any of this yet, Seth? I'm sure. Come on. You definitely bought. This so uh, so uh, I I went through a lot to get a squig plushie. Really? Um, Oh, yeah, because they're only I mean, sold at the GW stores. Oh, and I, you know, I made this trip back and forth from Alabama to Pennsylvania, and I drove through multiple cities with GW stores, and called all of them, and was not able to get my hands <laughs> on one. But uh, fortunately, I put the word out on Facebook, and um, another Orc fan was able to get his hands on one for me. Uh, so that's on in the mail to me now. Okay, but, good. Yeah. So they were hard to get a hold of, but I got one. Well, well um, I mean, that's really important because if anyone's going to have a GW yeah. official GW plush squig stuffed animal thing, it's 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 you. So I'm yeah. Glad. Now now kicker, I've got to ask you. Yeah, yeah, I want your I want your opinion as marketing hat kicker. <laughs> All right. Scented candles, forty k scented candles. Okay, so I thought this was an April Fool's joke that GW was pulling. I, so did I. And I like, thought it was a freaking Photoshop. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought they were just totally trolling people because they're like do, doing like they did the advent calendar right. They're doing these stuffed animals, and yeah. then they're like, oh, and as a joke, we're doing scented candles. No, they're 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 legit. GW has officially released scented candles, and I think it's amazing. The only one smells like slanesh. <laughs> Hey, I mean that could be kind of romantic in the bedroom. All right, no, no, seriously, do though. Do we don't want to know what you're up to. Okay, <laughs> no, Dad, but, don't but, go there. Okay, don't go so there, at Dad. the Lone Star Open, we had a vendor there that was selling um, his. It was it was homemade candles that were all GW or you know yeah. you know kind of that universe theme, Warhammer universe theme, and they they sold really really well. So I guess there's a market there for scented candles from your favorite <laughs> IP. You know, so okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, that one kind of just completely caught me off guard i literally like you know saw that and i was like ah, that's a funny joke and then someone's like no man it's real well, and i was like what no hold on and i had to like go look and i was like oh oh what have we done I, I think the thing is that this is what you can do seth you can buy these for your wife but it's also a gift for yourself because i'm sure your wife would appreciate some nice scented candles but you're also getting yourself a gift so so just consider See, that. you're going that angle yeah. i was thinking more of like okay i'm a small game store and it has a funk because <laughs> some people don't and then i was just like you know what let me light some scented candles boom solved there, there we go and then go. you know people are like oh that smells good let me buy one <laughs> All right, you know. all right, all right, all right. Moving on from Cinder Candles, let's get to the yes. the really important release, which I'm sure everyone's you know about it. I know about it. It's the the orc rules that are coming out in the second Arcturus. There's more information yes. with the release. We know it's basically just 
uh, an orc supplement. There's some stuff about it. I think uh, rogue traders in there, but nothing. Who cares yeah, about who that? cares about them? Right. It's basically a speed freaks uh, yes. army renown. I think. Yeah. There's a speed freaks and uh, supplement axe. and a blood axis supplement yeah. in there. So, uh, so which is very interesting. Give me your like one minute yes or no. Is this worth buying? Um, if you're an orc player, I'd say yes. Um, even if, and we'll get to this later in the show, if there's a big nerf coming for the free Buddha's build, the blood X uh, component of it probably is going to have some legs. Um, and even if, and, and they mentioned like in the cult of speed, war bikes being obsec, which would be really good. Yeah. Um, so I think there's certainly some meat on the bone there. So um, I'm, I'm in for it. Um, they also are doing a red gobbo coin. Um, so they're doing the red gobble book, the red gobble model and a red gobble coin, which means I have yes. to go find myself another freaking orc coin. <laughs> but you can um, only get those coins from the GW store. At the GW a certain amount of money, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, to be, to be fair, uh, several listeners have reached out, including, uh, Tamagotchi express has reached out to help me with those. Um, so I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> cause there's no GW stores anywhere near me. Um, <laughs> But they're just dumping so much orc product. I think they're just specifically targeting my wallet because they know I just have to buy all of it. It, it is really so that, impressive, though, that this yeah. orc release has been massive. I mean, and it's just it's still going. It's been going yeah, since going. July. Yeah, it's 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 comical now. Well, um, I want to jump into some of the stuff that we go have uh, have going on with frontline gaming. Um, I just got an email from Frank asking me about the Cherokee Open. I get a lot of emails, guys, and so I'm a, I apologize yeah. if, if it takes me a little bit of time to respond. But Frank was asking about the the Cherokee Open and if it is confirmed what the format of the event's going to be. Frank also mentioned that he loves Golden Grams. He's he knows that I'm a sugary breakfast cereal fanatic, and I have to say. Uh, Golden Grams is a really underrated, uh, underrated cereal. People just don't eat it, but you should. You should just go buy a box of it and and, and just cherish it. Golden Grams. Have you ever had Golden Grams, Seth? Oh, yeah, I've, I've had them. I'm just trying to think of like my Golden Graham experiences. Okay, so, so, so bear with me. Here. I feel like it doesn't hold up very well no, in milk. It no, 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 no. It does. It's, it's got a nice coating, quickly. so it doesn't get too soggy. It's also a thicker, more dense cereal, so it's got a little like it's got a little uh, durability there built in. Uh, it's also got just a unique flavor profile. And come on, like there's so many flakes out there. There's so many puffs. There's so many you know rice crispy style cereals but there's not too many like golden gram shaped you know anyway we're, we're going on a tangent but just consider a box of golden grams but back to what frank <laughs> was asking he was asking about the format of the event and we did run that poll do you remember that poll we ran seth did, i'm sure you voted yep, right yep yep uh whether we should do a team's event or a singles event yeah seth yeah yeah and so the the majority of people wanted a team event and we were all gung-ho to go a team event um, but then we started doing a little bit more research from the Las Vegas team and oh, you want to say something, go for it, Seth. Uh, Tamagotchi, ex uh, express, uh, specifically said in terms of golden grams, it's a cereal and not a snack question mark. <laughs> uh, and then Logan Heath, uh, says golden grams are the free Buddhas of cereal. There we go. Boom. There we go. Logan Heath was our SoCal winner as well. I, I can get behind that statement. Yes, they are the free Buddhas of cereal. I just saw, but the, the, the snack and not a cereal. I was like, to be fair, I think the last time I've probably had golden grams, I was just like eating them out of a baggie. <laughs> But you can really do that with most sugary breakfast cereals. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, uh, so I want I want to go into Cherokee really fast. So we, we basically, after Las Vegas teams, we we did a little bit of research into that event. And we, and I'm just going to read the statement that, that we had written up at the office this morning. Guys, in response to the initial idea of Cherokee being a team event, um, after finishing the full audit on the Las Vegas team tournament, despite the overwhelmingly positive feedback on team events generally, uh, generally, team events seem to be non a, a non-sustainable form from a financial perspective at any venue where we have to have a, a room requirement. 
we took a serious hit on it as people were piling too many into a single room and the risk of doing it again makes team events very very unappealing as we'll be looking at you know losing a lot of money and obviously it doesn't make sense uh to to lose money on on any one of these events it just doesn't work for us long term um we are going to go and run the las vegas team tournament again in 2022 at the same venue um and that will be the real litmus test as to if team events make sense in a nicer venue that come with a requirement to fill a certain number of uh of, of rooms guest rooms we may be able to run them in venues that do not come with that type of requirement, though, you know, just standalone convention centers and whatnot or fairgrounds like SoCal. Um, and mm -hmm. that is something that I'm actually on, on the hunt for right now. So like, but, you know, if you, if you know a venue that is awesome, that we can, you know, that meets the frontline gaming kind of caliber in terms of, 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 of space, but doesn't have a hotel attached to it. Um, anyway, tell me, shoot me an email, a Facebook message me or whatnot. Um, but for Cherokee, though, guys, it looks like that's just um, it's just too much of a risk for us to go through as the, the potential downside. It would just be devastating to frontline gaming. So we can't yeah. take that risk at Cherokee where we'd run it as a team event and then all of a sudden not fill the rooms there because everyone piles into one rooms. It, it'd just be too, too rough. With that said, Cherokee will be a singles event. It will be like, you know, and love the standard frontline gaming singles event Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Cherokee is uh is a stunning venue it's a brand new convention center it opened up literally two weeks ago uh, if you were at aco it's very similar to aco in terms of the layout except that this whole thing is brands making new it's got an attached mm -hmm. arcade and bowling alley uh and and it's in a, just a gorgeous mountain town you know in winter so it's kind of this beautiful retreat vibe that you're going to get there going and hanging out for the weekend mm -hmm. so we hope people are still excited for it you should still be excited for it because if you if you went to aco you had a great time you're going to have an equally if not better time at cherokee because it is such a a unique venue for us um that's what i wanted to say about that what do you think seth are you devastated i know you really are into team events man i you know i could go either way i like team events but um you know kind of in my my current area i don't have a lot of other people to play with so it's not as easy for me to get a team together yeah. um that being said i didn't tell you this kicker actually but um in my drive to uh pennsylvania we actually drove like within minutes of, of yeah. this location um we went through the the cherokee range and the great smoky mountains yeah people um, don't realize it is a very nice area yeah, um it's and gorgeous. this event happens to be during like my wife's birthday weekend and it was a nice enough area that she was like yeah i'll go and hang out and just do whatever i want while uh while you go play 40k on my birthday wow. i mean dude you you know the kind of venues that frontline gaming yeah. puts our events at like it's going to have the full resort experience there's a beautiful spa yep. there's three pools like seven or eight restaurants then then even if you want to get outside of the the resort you're in this mountain town where you know it's it's, it's literally yeah. just, it's gorgeous so yeah uh, it's definitely one for the families um uh, I also wanted to jump into talking about what's going on with the Sunday RTT. There seems to be this real misconception that the Sunday RTTs are kind of a way to, to make money. It gives people like, um, like, like frontline gaming, like we really don't make money on that. We just want to give people an opportunity to play, but more importantly, an opportunity to, you know, possibly get another score in for that same weekend. Cause, yeah. cause you can play a whole nother event that same weekend if you're not in the finals. So it's not really a cash grab, even though some people have thought that, but in response to a lot of the player feedback we've been getting recently, uh, and this is going to be something we're doing for the first time ever, um, at Cherokee, players can just continue to keep on playing in the in the main tournament on Sunday. It, it'll hmm. be the same sort of setup as um, as at the GW events. So basically, you can play the RTT and get another score in, possibly you know win a hundred dollars cash prize, or you can just decide to keep on playing in the, the the main champs event through Sunday. And and yes, that could raise or lower your score on Sunday. But you know, it, at least you know it, it gives you an option to do whatever you want to do. You you've piqued my interest. Is it yeah. like um, 
my, my knock against the system that they did at the GW event was because they placed you in brackets, you could never get higher than whatever the highest plot when your bracket was. Yeah. I um, don't want to misspeak. I don't think that it, you'll be broken into brackets. It'll just be a continuation okay. of the existing tournament okay. format. Okay. So, yeah. so you get no, to I basically like play another three games if you want. Um, and, and that, like I said, that can raise or lower your score, right? If you lose all three games yeah. on Sunday, well, that actually brings you down, not by much, but it will bring you down a little bit. But you could also jump into the RTT because you want to get a whole, you want to start from scratch and maybe win a whole yeah. new little tournament. And, and and of course, you can also just not play Sunday and enjoy the resort. Like, yeah. There's so much I, happening in this town. So I like the flexibility because usually by that, uh, by that third day, some days I'm a little burned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just having the option of like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Well, the original reason wow. we didn't have everyone play on Sunday except for the finals was because the vast majority of people are, are pretty tired after two days of, of, of 40 K, you know, two very intense day, uh, days. So, so yeah, that, that is an option now moving forward that they'll launch at Cherokee. Um, I'm, I'm excited cause you know, we just, you know, we, we got the feedback and that's what people want. So we're going to make it happen. Uh, Seth, do you have anything you want to talk about LVO? Have you got your LVO ticket yet? I I have my my event ticket. Sorry, I have a work uh, other work text. Oh, you said Seth is, is still technically on call. So guys, yeah, um, um, so I have my I actually like my my event ticket. I haven't got my flight yet. Okay, just because I've um, long story short, I'm trying to figure out my work schedule around that time and when I can leave, and so I didn't want to commit to a, a flight. Yeah, without knowing when I need to leave and when I need to be back. Well, we're down to a very few. I mean, the flight ticket that's on you, but we're yep. down to our room block basically. Yep. And I, I have my room. Okay, good, good. I just like I don't want you getting stuck and not staying at the the venue. Um, we did just add some more 40k champs tickets into the cart. So if you're Ooh. listening to this live on Wednesday and you don't have an LVO uh, 40k champs ticket, go get one right now. Uh, you know, there's always people transferring tickets. Some people had to cancel because of work obligations. Um, there are no more high roller tickets and there's no more big short packages. Those were like our very premium packages. Those will not be added to the web card. So don't try and stick around waiting for those. Those those are done. Those you won't get for LVO 2022 if you don't already have one. But the standard 40K champ uh, ticket as of right now, Wednesday at 9 p.m., uh, they do have tickets available. Um, just a few though. So, so, so jump on those. We've also just added a lot of spots to the Star Wars Legion doubles event. That sold out this, the first day. The Star Wars Legion, I mean, I know that this is a 40K podcast, but the Star Wars Legion stuff is hot right now. And we decided to just double the size of the of the doubles event. So that's another thing you can you can jump on if you're interested. Um, and, oh, something we've never, ever, ever done before at LVO will be happening, will most likely be happening on Thursday. I want to make the formal announcement next week once it's all signed and everything's agreed upon. But basically, mm -hmm. if you are a first-time LVO player, you might want to show up to the hall on Thursday and be part of something pretty epic. Um, moving right along, Is guys. this hazing? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yes, it's, it's I'm in. hazing. It's hazing. Let's it's do totally. it. It's hazing. I mean, yeah, totally. Of course, that's what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then last but not least, we do have the New Orleans Open happening. And we're proud to say that we've partnered with Bad Wolf. Bad Wolf is a local hobby store, bar, restaurant here. Yep. With a nice gaming hall. They have been so generous as to provide the Challenge Coin perk for the New Orleans Open. So if you're at the New Orleans Open and you have a couple of Challenge Coins in your pocket, you'll, uh, Bad Wolf will be buying you a drink at the at the bar in the hall. So, so, so bring your Challenge Coins to the New Orleans Open. Um, and oh yes, this email I've gotten this question a bunch asked a bunch recently. Yes, you can bring your wives, your partners, your significant others, your friends. Anyone is allowed into the venue at the New Orleans Open. So feel free to bring family to go. What about a potential uh, co-host of a show oh. that's not here today? 
Oh yes, but yes, yes, that one hundred percent. Please, okay. yes, okay. tell okay. tell her she can. And uh, and I was gonna tell you that you could bring your parrot. I know that you have a very impressive parrot at your house, and I think yeah, that no, he, he doesn't want to come. He no, he doesn't want to come. Okay, he doesn't play. All right, Seth, why don't you take us into what's going on in the FLGN, or do you know? Or yep. am I, doing I do know. You know, you got this. Okay, sweet. Um, so. Uh, this week, uh, we were, a new episode of Game Changers was released. This one features uh, Tanya Gates herself, the war mistress. Uh, and of course, the lovely Steve Joel does a great job interviewing her, take, getting her take on the community. Um, Grim After Dark brought on Tyler to break down the new nids. Um, the entertaining part being that Tyler is their editor. So God bless <laughs> that, uh, his heart, uh, because that man does a lot of work trying to make those two look good. Um, and then chapter tactics, uh, they also, they, they discussed how to try to defeat the evil menace that is the free Buddhas, but they brought in uh, venerable experts, uh, Skari and Val Heffel. Oh, wow. They brought in Val. Wow. Yeah. Val made a reappearance finally on uh, chapter tactics. Wow. So, you know, go give that a listen and it'll, it'll kick up your nostalgia. But speaking of nostalgia kicker, yes, I'd like to get into today's main topic. Ooh, wow! Um, why don't, why don't you maybe describe the overall concept that we're going? Yeah, with? Like, yeah. You know, so if if you're if you're us. watching the show live right now, we titled this "Is Ninth Edition 40K Really That Bad?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to get to the meta talk here in a bit. But um, the the main topic that we wanted to go through tonight is like oh, back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're kind of talking about how things used to be in 40k and how they are today um, to kind of show us how far we've come now kicker i did have a question for you when did you start playing 40k okay i mean i, I basically popped out of my mom's womb and i'm like 40k you know <laughs> okay i mean maybe maybe not that extreme. I, I, i'd say by like eight or nine i had got my first mm-hmm. gw mini now was i playing 40k no i was playing like you know you in the hobby yeah but i was in, i was in, i was in getting into the hobby um what about you seth uh i started in around 2000 okay. um which for me would have been i was like 14 or 15 okay um depending on quite exactly but i got in in third edition yeah um but did you know you were playing third edition? You see, I don't even know what edition. I mean, I'm I'm 36, and so oh, I didn't know it was called third okay. edition at that point. Yeah. I just knew it was Warhammer. <laughs> okay, sweet, sweet. Um, but you know, I uh, so what, the first thing we got up on screen here, uh, Richard threw up um, models. Look at this old sprue. This is the Dark Eldar Warrior sprue wow, that's out of the third edition box set. I no! have that box set. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So look, there's there's like barely any options. You basically can give him like either the one-handed gun or the two-handed gun. Um, you've got you know like very little post buddy. Do you see how much negative on there. space there yeah, is? Like there's yeah, just a man. lot of empty space. Yeah, and this is just because that's what their their casting technology was like mm-hmm. back then. Um, the old poses are all very much like in one plane. The cuts are all at the waist yeah. or at the knees or at the shoulders at the neck. So like. There's not a lot of variety there. And that no. means a lot of the old poses, like their arms both just stick out to the side or one sticks out to the side and one sticks out to the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, they used to mix uh, old uh, models would have plastic. And then maybe if you got a special weapon, the mess, special weapon would be in metal. So then you have to try to glue those together. Oh, that was metal. Um, I remember or that. Yeah, all yeah. metal models. And, then, and all metal models was their own building problem because they just didn't ever want to stay together. You ended up having to pin those things and super glue them or epoxy them. Um, and then uh, even just uh, as early as sixth edition, they came out with fine cast, oh, yeah. um, which That's still awesome. exists today, but knock on wood we haven't seen them produce no, any new no, models in timecast for quite some yeah. time yeah, that's, that's um, which away. has been fantastic so we've come a long long way 
in terms of the models. We now the paint. Um, well, let's talk about terrain real quick. Then we'll get the paints. Um, back in the day, back in my day, <laughs> kicker. Back in your day, what did you use for terrain? I mean, terrain. Okay, I mean, I didn't have much money as a kid, so terrain for me was like a cardboard box. Although mm-hmm. it was, it was, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was. Yeah, you know, I go to like the hobby supply stores and just get like a, one of those styrofoam hills that like really didn't look like a hill, but it represented yeah. a hill. I don't know. Um, oh, what oh you went to the store on. and bought a hill? Yeah. I took a chunk of styrofoam and painted it. Oh, jeez. Well, no, I had like one hill. I mean, that's why yeah. I can remember the sales. Like I can only afford one hill. So I had boxes for the buildings, like just random yeah. like cereal boxes for well, the buildings. We would do, <laughs> we would do uh, yeah, uh, Mish got it. I, boxes under uh, uh, a tablecloth. Yeah. yeah so I yeah. do like textbooks and boxes under a oh, tablecloth. Yeah. Oh, no, no, dude. Actually, you know what I did for train? Um, this is yeah. actually when I played another game, War Machine, but let's not let's not talk about it. Um, I, I, I got like- the Dark times. Yeah, dark times. Dark times, man. It was, it was um, I would get- um, I would cut out like, like construction paper, like a green one, mm-hmm. and just cut it into a weird shape, and that was a forest. Yep. And I cut a blue oh, yeah. one, and that was a pond yep. or a lake. Yeah, and that, mm-hmm. that was my mm-hmm. one dimensional, or I guess two dimensional. Oh terrain. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So you know, there was a, there in terms of pre made terrain. Um, you know, GW had a very limited range at that point. Now GW has a very large range. There's tons of great third party companies that are making terrain. So there's like a plethora of options now yeah. for terrain. You know, we might be on a podcast for a company that From makes like pretty decent terrain. quality terrain. The yes, yes, series yes, is amazing. Yes. Just saying. All right. Um, <laughs> paints. Look at, uh, yeah, we, I think if we scroll back a slide or two, we have the timeline of paint there. Look oh, at there that. There we go. Look at that. So that, that this, is this, is, this individual literally has put the timeline of these various paints to when they're released. So the current paint line we have, like the current way they package it, um, was released in 2012. Um, that second one from the end, I had plenty of those. That, those old black, uh, clear plastic pots with the black screw on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hated those things. Terrible. Um, but for the longest time, like the paints were just paint. There yeah. wasn't anything special. You didn't and then, like and the big deal was like in that in that 2008 column when they finally released, excuse me, washes. Washes, washes were like a big crazy thing. Dude, uh, Devlin Mud was was game changing right there. It was. That's I still remember, guys. Like fighting over the the last you know few pots of that stuff yeah this is like gw actually posted it themselves when they when they came out with a range of washes that was like big and unique but, dude, um, but i don't know, know you but before gw released washes i would go to like the random like art supply store and get like inks i think they were actually called inks yeah. or whatever and i would just create my own non-gw you know i mix it myself and it was always a mess and it was never consistent and then they released the gw stuff and that was that was like game changer yeah. there you know, but back in the day, besides like going to the store, the the hobby store and getting craft paints or getting GW stuff, there wasn't a ton of options. No. Now, you know, there's what four or five large companies doing oh, yeah. paint paints at this point, and then GW came out with contrast paints, which is a speed painting system, and then now Army Painters announced that they're releasing literal speed paints, yeah, which are uh, functionally very close to contrast. Can from I, my can understanding, I jump in real fast. I got to tell you about the speed yep. paint stuff. I, I may or may not have just gotten a very good email. Uh, speed paint will probably maybe kind of most likely hopefully be premiering at LVO and Sweet. yeah there should be like a hands-on first chance nice. to, get to play with it nothing's finalized yet but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 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 gonna happen yeah uh, I'm, I'm getting their space right now so yeah awesome man yeah. awesome um, oh dude 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 did you remember uh, Tesseract Low that that released this year I believe that paint yeah, was yeah. so cool like I don't even know what you call it. is that a technical paint but yeah uh, there, there's a whole line now of these technical paints where it's just like you paint it over a base and it gives a glow effect yeah 
Um, but like Tesseract Glow, like that's like, you know, magic in a bottle. Like you just plop it on there. Now your like whole like las gun is glowing awesome. I, I used it for yeah. like lenses and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the technical paints too, right? I mean, I guess that's that's gonna go into the next category, I think. Yeah, but. yeah. So so basing and uh these box images are a great example of what basing used to be, which <laughs> was goblin green, painted <laughs> on the base. Um, if you want to get fancy, you put a little sand texture on that base. Oh yeah. Um that was fancy. Now man. we've got wide varieties of texture paints of different flocks um actually Flops. like resin bases or or cast bases of plastic um so there's a wide variety in terms of that um in terms of the community it used to be very isolated like this is kind of crazy what we're doing right now like we are kicker you're you and i are in different states yes our producers in a different country <laughs> and we're doing a show with tons of people around the world watching it used to be very isolating before there was a large internet community. And even when there was an internet community, it, you know, if, if anyone in the chat remembers, GW used to actually have a forum on their website. Wait, like, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. You could go there and you could post and you could interact with the team and then uh, turn toxic because, you know, the internet. Um, and they shut it down. And for the longest time, we we all just lived off of like Bolter and Chainsword and Daka Daka and Warseer, all Warseer, these little wow. niche communities yeah, yeah. out there. Um, and, you know, they ne we didn't really like coalesce back into what we are until almost like four or five years ago. We finally kind of came all back together with with social media and with YouTube and with podcasts. And, and Warhammer community too, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. an official news source to provide information directly to the community. I, I exactly. Know. I mean, um, you know, oh, we are getting the big elephant in the room though. What's that? The, the the app man yeah yeah we have an app now like that's Jeez. that's a weird thing to say and yeah you can throw stones at it it's not the most functional thing ever um it definitely i don't use it for list building but it's definitely a great tool to have when i just want to look up my rules real quick and show my opponent and and it's a quick way to reference that kind of stuff and it's something that i can well, carry in my pocket so that if i'm got some downtime at work and someone's asking a question and i was like huh what is the explodes profile on a shock <laughs> dragsta I don't have my codex with me, but I can pull that up pretty quick. That's easy way to but, reference it. But the app's yeah. attached to that whole basically Netflix equivalent. Never yeah. in a million years would I have thought that exactly. there'd be like content, like, you know, television shows, basically, uh, you know, animations. Yeah. I just More never thought plus. that would yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I have not consumed as much of that content as I would like, but it still has mm -hmm. a ton of great content. Um, so I've, I've very much enjoyed that. Um, the release rate. This yes. is something that I really think everyone needs to take a hot minute and take a deep breath and realize what's going on. Um, prior to 6th edition, and even the bit during 6th edition, on average, we were getting two or three codexes released a year, period. And there were some codexes that would go five to 10 years without an update. Dark Eldar uh, went several editions without an update at one point. Um, even this year, which has been a slow year for GW because of supply chain issues and COVID, they've released nine codexes, yeah. uh, three supplements, and they're slated to release two more codexes more, and another yeah. supplement this year. Um, so we're going to end up with a total of 11 codexes and four supplements in a year. And that's, that's pretty damn good. That's unheard of yeah. um, prior to the the speed at which they started putting things out in 8th edition. And they've been able to maintain that even in this scenario. Um so I, I think that's that's something to keep in mind here. Um, 
Tools. Kicker, you wanted to talk about tools and packaging. Uh, I want to talk. Yeah, I got, I got a few here. Um, we're going to talk first about the GW packaging because this one has a it, it just really bothers me. Uh, if, if you look at the old packaging, uh, can our producer? Yeah, there we go. That's if you're if you're watching our show, you can see the the blisters. These are like old school GW packages right here. Right. I don't know how to yeah. describe it. It's like a, a little blister package. Yeah. They call them. Yeah. I mean, they, they were like you put them on pegboard shelves and. I mean, you have no idea what is actually what that model's actually looking like, right? It's it's there's no photo or anything. It's just the the metal 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 mini in a plastic box, right? You have no idea what it's going to look like. There's no direction in there. And now we have like this stuff, right? This these this is the 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 kill rig, right? Just a gorgeous yeah. box that's got okay, not only just like you know cool artwork on the front of it but on the back side of it they have close-ups of all the little details you have an idea how to paint those or or what they even are that they're there i'm just i'm floored by simply just the gw packaging that really makes me excited and it's also really hurt my wallet because now product just looks that much more sexy when you look at it at the, at yeah. the store and you're like oh yeah, that's something i want to buy uh i know we talked about the app already but i wanted to mention the app in terms of the fact that you can have all the rules on your phone. I mean, I know the app's not perfect yet, but it's getting there, right? And I used to lug around like four or five books, you know, or just the rule yeah. book itself is this massive book. And now I don't take I don't take the rule book with me anymore. I, I bring I do bring my codex, but if I need to reference like one of the main rules, it's, it's right there in my phone. Um, but then tools, you're right, Seth. Tools, dude. I, my exacto knife as a kid, that was the only tool I had. And yeah, I cut myself constantly, but you know, if I, you know, that was, that was it. I went to a Michael's or a hobby lobby as a kid and just got it. Yeah, now got a you got the mold line scraper. Oh yeah. Right. And, and now we have these things, right. The, the mold line scraper, which I know some people think that they're over-engineered or unnecessary or overpriced. And in some cases people are right, yeah. but the, the, the GW product um, yes, it's, it's, it's very pricey. I can't deny that, but it works really damn well. And I've stopped cutting myself with my fingers, um, cutting my fingers. I think that's a kicker <laughs> problem. I still use right, that's a kicker knife. problem, right? I stopped cutting myself all the time, but, but more importantly, like, have you used the, 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 I guess the Citadel clippers, like they're perfectly designed to clip, you know, obviously they're perfectly designed. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is pricey. But the, the thing is that I just never thought that I would have, you know, Warhammer hobby specific tools to, to, to start using. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I guess the last one that really, you know, we, we were talking about this earlier before the show and the one that really I've realized has probably been this, one of the biggest ones was, was just dice. I just used to have your standard black and white dice and now you yeah. can buy all sorts of dice. You remember those squig dice and not saying this is better for the game. It's just, it's kind of cool. The squig dice. Squig they really dice. Oh my God. Squig dice. Yeah. Squig dice. Right. And, I but love like, them, but I hate them. and you can get those fancy you know, Forge World 30K dice. There's so many awesome dice you can get now, both made by GW, but also made by third companies. Um, I was at uh, SoCal and I talked to the guys from Norse Foundry. And uh, have you seen these things? These are just these beautiful, like metal oh, dice that they make that like they, they, they weigh heavy. Like they're so satisfying to roll. So I don't know. I, I think also that's think they're cool. a great thing to throw at your opponent when they piss you off with too many corp <laughs> involves. I do not play against Seth if he's angry. All right, cool. Well, so, so I, I that was a little rundown, guys, on some of the, yeah. the the, you know, back in our day and and now and I and, and yeah, we're kind of bitter sometimes about the rules or or, or how the meta is going. But at the yeah. end of the day, and, ninth and, edition life is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and, and Corey and Josh, you know, the, I've seen you guys in chat going off at us for for being shills. Um, okay, yeah, right. Let's let's the the point of this is yeah, we're saying we're saying that you know things used to be worse. Enjoy what you got, yeah. but I I think you just need to remember how far we've come. Yeah, because. There were many years where if the game was broken, there was no hoping GW fixed it. There were years before restarted off 
mm-hmm. that there was no hoping that events would fix it. Um, so there is hope for the system. And and I I don't want to see a mass exodus of the hobby. I don't want to no. see people running away. I'm just telling people to be patient because my next point is in the competitive news, yeah, orcs need an adjustment. Orcs are, are very that's strong. Yeah, um, that's a fact. Some people pulling data out of some of the systems. The freebooters list has a go first win rate of close to 90%. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. That's, that, ridiculous. Is, that is broken. That is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good news is because we're in a, a better system than we've been in the past, we can expect some updates. Um, I mean, they've I've, been I've consistently... heard from a lot of yeah, go, sources go that. that I'm not going to say who, but we should be expecting to see points increases in the Munitorma field manual that specifically address the highly offending units in the free Buddhas list. So, um, and that is supposed to be released before the end of the year. That's nothing official from GW. I don't know anything, but that's what I'm hearing. So the point is we're, we're in a system where things can get adjusted and it might feel like this is forever because this has been since this book has been out since July. Yeah. But we're talking about a very short time span in a company that's not used to moving that fast. Yeah. So I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here that they're going to make the correction because they don't want to see the system break down either. Um, I'm trying to keep up with chat guys, but you guys are going super fast. You you also um, have guys like you know like let's be honest, Mike Brandt at the helm, right? Yeah. Helping a lot, and he's got he's got competitive play very much in his um in his goals to keep 40k competitive. And obviously, if you have an army like the current build that's like at a close to 90% win rate if they go first, like that's going to get rectified hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. And, and Nathan, I'm not saying accept that the game is broken. I'm just saying be patient. It will be fixed. Yeah. Things will be fixed. Just, we have to be patient. And, and a lot of folks like, and, and this is not me trying to, to push, you know, a narrative on you, but I know a lot of folks that have just said, Hey, you know what? I'm taking a step back from the game and I'm playing Marvel crisis protocol, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to, pick up AOS and see how that feels. Um, you know, a lot of people are trying other things and that's good because we do have a diverse hobby. Um, we can play other games. So, but just don't, don't like immediately just assume it's all screwed and burn your army. Like someone did with tomb Kings years ago. Don't do that. Don't do that guys. You know, it is, it is cyclical. Yeah. Sometimes it's, 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 it's rough, but that's why it's not just a game. There's also the hobby components, which hopefully can keep you entertained and enjoy, you know, in a fun mindset to get through these, uh, these dark days. I, I I'm 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 pretty confident by the time Elvia runs uh, rolls around, we should hopefully be a little bit more balanced in terms of what's winning out yep. there. Yep. Yeah, I I am very hopeful that we get our our Munitorm field manual in advance of that, um, and and hopefully we can get a, a, a rebalancing of the meta prior to LVO. I think that would be a very exciting time to kind of end the season on. Um, so anyway, let's get into the IITC recap. Uh, let's get into our 40K competitive yes. track. Uh, first and foremost, our new overlord himself, the oh, old wow. man, uh, Brad Chester, is still number one. Do you know um, what he won to get him into that position? Uh, he That was a that was a couple shows back. Okay, that was a couple shows back. Um, cool. It was the Michigan GT got him You're up right. there. Right, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. That yeah, got yeah, him up right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan. Um, so yeah, and he's been he's been kind of sitting in that spot. Um, in terms of like big events left on the horizon, um, there's really kind of like the New Orleans event. There's GW the, Austin, the GW, yeah, uh, GW. Sorry, 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking in my head was the Jebby <laughs> event, and then I was going to be like, and the FLG event, but I said them backwards. Yeah. Um, you know, those are kind of the biggest events left on the calendar. Um, I don't know. Warzone too, right? Isn't Warzone, yeah, Warzone's, run, Warzone's running around 80 players right now. Okay. Um, I don't know mathematically if that's going to be enough to shift the placing. So this might be what we see for our placings in the top uh, five oh, or so until we get right up to LVO. LVO certainly is still mathematically going to be able to shake this up. So I wouldn't count any of these players out just yet in terms of snagging that overall yeah. uh, spot. Number two is still uh, the loveliest hair in 40K, Sean Naden. Number three, uh, formerly the boy king, John Lennon, now known as Joffrey. Uh, number four, Jack Harpster. And number five, Colin McDade. And one day, John is going to hear me make that joke and respond to it. Maybe today, maybe I mean, not. he's going to smack you, man. Jeez, he'll see you at the next event, man. He's shorter than me. A lot shorter than me. <laughs> Most people are shorter He's than you, said. It's true. Um, 40K Hobby Track. So uh, we have some movement here, finally. We have a new number one, and by quite a margin. If you remember in the past, uh, JT and Lee were just a, a few points apart. Well, now JT has opened that up with his placing at SoCal, and yep. JT Seeger is our new number one. All right, so that JT. bumps Lee Harris down to number two. Uh, number three is Scott Boucher. Number four, Noah Bedham. And number five, Nicholas Swanker. And JT was kind enough to send us some photos of his army so we have these beautiful black templars very very grim dark yeah uh, nothing happy ever happening on any of these models <laughs> everything is doom and gloom everyone is a heretic um, i'd be careful <laughs> that they're going to come purge some of you because some of y'all need to get purged i think um <laughs> I'm just kidding with you guys. It, 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 JT, like that that guy, his yeah. his army. I'm sure he'll be at LVO. If you have the opportunity, swing by. He, he will have his yep. up there for the painting competition. Check it out. It's oh, yeah. it's it's hard good. to paint grim dark and still super super clean. And he just pulls it off. It looks really good. Yep. Uh, look at that. Look at that. I'm assuming oh, that's geez. some sort of chaplain. <laughs> he's got he's got his stick and then his pimp hand. He'll make him use his pimp hand kicker. <laughs> Uh, all right where else are we at we got oh AOS west competitive yeah. AOS competitive track so our number one is gavin gregar number two is caleb walters number three james o'brien number four anthony trentinelli and number five noe aquino moving into the aos hobby track and i'm going to just kind of continue to put out the call for any of you guys to message me because i'm messaging random people on facebook with your names at this point trying to find you so if anyone knows any of these guys, get them in touch with me because I want to see their models. Um, number one is Nick Garcia. Number two, Ian Wood. Number three, Christopher Hernandez. Number four, Derek Page. And number five, No Aquino. And Kill Team. And Kill Team. Uh, finally, for Kill Team, uh, we haven't seen a much movement here yet either. Number one is Fernando Marcos. Number two, Daniel Marcos. Um, so these these Marcos have locked up the one and two. Number three is Lazarus. Uh, Number four is Rio Wilfong, and number five is Mikel Wagu. Uh, all right, name. so that wraps up all of our competitive ITC track updates. Um, I think we've got time for a few listener questions before we wrap this one up. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see this when they came through, Seth? Which one? <laughs> oh, uh, how is how? Kellogg's not a sponsor yet of the show? I, I, you know, <laughs> I do really think that you need to look into that kicker. I, I, all right, I'm going to go work on that. I'll, I'll go work on that. Uh, although, to be honest, don't tell too many people. I also like General Mills, too. Maybe we should get both of them. I don't know. Is that, Ooh, right. we should get them to compete for your love. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm very okay with that. I'm very okay with that. Yeah. Do you, do you have anything that's pulling up that we need to, uh, that's pressing? I mean, we, we, we kicked the Hornets test pretty good in chat, yeah. you know, we, which is what, you know, hey, chat, yeah. guess what? That was the intent. The intent <laughs> was to get people talking and engaged. Um, 
Guys, guys, honestly, yeah, we're we're, we're not going to deny that the the world, the competitive side of 40k right now is, yeah. is very much in an awkward position. Yeah, but we're fortunate to at least have you know some of the awesome things that aren't necessarily directly yeah. correlated to the competitive meta. If, so you know, if folks can think back. I think the best place that you know people are like it's bad as seventh. I don't think it's as bad as seventh, but if you think back to. Um, even in eighth with the Castellan. It was like some, yeah, it was, I'm trying to think what t- when that exactly was. That was like summer of like 2018, maybe, where you had the Castellan Blood Angels Guard combo. Yeah, and brutal. then you had like, it was like an Eldar flyer list. And then there was yes. Yanari. Like these things were all really oppressive. If you didn't yeah. play one of these things, you were just going to probably take an L. Yeah. And, and we were in a bad spot then too. But fortunately, GW listened. GW corrected a lot of their errors and they they faq'd how some of the stratagems work they changed points costs they updated an army uh in that case yanari so they they really did a lot to try to fix the game so i'm not counting them out yet yeah. i'm giving them the chance to try to fix what's what they've created yes they've made some rules and i think that in 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 honest critique and i'm not an employee of anyone's company um so you can say whatever you want about me but i I think if gw can get their their books moving forward sorted out and to be fair the gray knights book the black templars book and the thousand suns book were all pretty balanced they're strong but they're not broken yeah um you give them time and they're gonna they're gonna find the sweet spot to get admech orcs and drukari dialed in yeah. So there, I mean, it's it's it it can take. We we can all agree that it takes GW a bit, a little bit longer than yeah. we would like. But yeah. let's be honest, they're moving way faster than they used to. And and I know that's not the answer we want to hear because we want instantaneous gratification and yeah. correction. And maybe hopefully one day the rule sets all digital. I don't know if that's realistic because GW is a publishing company. They like having books, but. Hopefully they can start to update rules a little bit faster. If it was all digital, it'd be instantaneous, I'm sure. But uh, y- you know they are going faster and faster and faster. And we know they're responding to the community. And the fact that GW has their own events and they can see the results at their events right then and there um, yeah. is only going to be in our favor as competitive yeah. players. Yeah. So I I think we just give them time. I'm not ready to to pull the ripcord on on a community fact or anything like that yet. I know there's been some people in Europe talking about doing some community community facts. Um, I, I think that that fractures us as a community. It becomes very hard for us to talk about the game when different regions and different areas are playing with completely different rule sets. Um, so I'm, I'm not ready to to go there myself yet. Um, you know, some people certainly that's how they want to play the game, and that's fine. If that's how you want to play the game right now, that's fine. But I, I'm I'm still holding that hope that we get some some fix from the from the big company itself, so that we can all be playing kind of on the same system. Yeah. Hey, uh, Seth, just because I got this message uh, yep. texted to me, um, do you like the idea? Like, do you like the way that the chapter approve is that, they, you know, that they like the most recent chapter approved, we didn't really change the secondary as much at all. Right. But yeah. Do, do you like the idea that that maybe does change more significantly yeah, each I, year to kind of keep thing, keep everyone on their toes? You know what I mean? I, I, I would really like to see a, a significant overhaul to, to, the secondaries and the missions, because I feel at this point, um, a lot of, a lot of people have solved the secondaries. You can build your list and you can say, okay, I'm going to build for, uh, retrieve Octarius data and either engage and stranglehold. Mm -hmm. And then some armies are blessed with good secondaries in their codex. Some armies are not. 
Yeah. Um, so if you got a good secondary, you can just build for that. Like Space Marines can easily build for that. Um, Drakari can build for that. Uh, Admech can build for that. The Psyker armies can build for those. If you're not, if you're have not, it can be a little harder, but you can still build around them with things like to the last. So yeah. I would like to see an overhaul of that system. I would like to see a lot, a lot of new secondaries to kind of give us that weird period of figuring out the missions again because we yeah. haven't had that for a while and i just it, it was fun right right yeah. right when it landed like right when ninth landed it was like oh this is kind of well, new you gotta all figure yeah. out this, break yeah, this code. so i i would like to see some new mission sets and I, I i don't know when we're supposed to be getting a new chapter approved i'm hoping it's sometime early in the new year um so you know if anyone in gw is hearing that please early in the new year um i think if we get a good a good points update in the next uniform uniform field manual um i think that'll go a long way in at least trying to even out the gameplay that we have even though the missions are kind of becoming a bit old in my opinion um so anyway that's my thoughts on it but um my my work phone is blowing up guys so i've got to wrap this up we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, send us. We'll, we'll be posting a question, a, a question form in the in the community yep. chat, so we can get some formal questions and respond. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We really hope you.